Welcome to the Phase World Podcast. Engaging conversations that cross the boundaries between business, art, and the digital world. It was a culture of recovery and stimulants. And that's a sick animal. My right is to go to sleep, happy, and to wake up vibrant and confident that every possibility on exploring what life's about is mine. I don't have to pay rent for that, tax for that, none of that. It's mine. I believe that there's billions being spent on making sure people are miserable in order for other people to feel in contrast to that. To feel special, like smiling is an exclusivity. If you can only make it exclusive if everybody else is crying. I was given this intelligence and this strength for service. And only when I'm in service do I realize my reality. See, I don't have any success. I'm just here. What gives me a buzz is being surrounded with other healthy people that are here too. You can either choose to keep people afloat and be surrounded with little boats with people having a great time or be the only yacht in the desert. I hate the models that deform human beings. That's what I'm at war with. Those behaviors and protocols that have seeped into our behavior that we hang on to and call it culture, that ruins the art, the flexibility, and the fluidity of human beings. I'm at war with that. Hello, everyone. I can't believe I'm saying this, but welcome to episode 102 of the Face World podcast. This is your host, Fei Wu. Episode 100 was a breakthrough for us. Two and a half years into the making, a hundred conversations later, we have learned a lot of lessons along the way. I cannot wait to share some of them with you in a mini episode soon. With this new milestone, we relaunched our brand and a new website to help you more easily engage with FaceRoll content. Drop us a note on the blog or social media. We would love to hear from you. Today, I am joined by Johnny Bang Riley, Based in Holland, Johnny is a transient poet, a voiceover artist, and a father. Every day, he works to find his natural vibrancy and vitality and supports others in finding their own. He's true to himself and to the people he connects with through his words. This episode does contain strong and explicit language, so please plan accordingly if you're around children or if you're at work, a headphone is recommended. Without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Johnny Bang Riley. I'm 
so glad you brought up your childhood and origin stories is a really big part of who you are, clearly in this case. And you wrote, you know, all the cruelty shit that people did and or I still make people cry when I write poems. And given the state that you are now today, what still makes you cry? What makes you emotional in particular? I cried yesterday. I was trying to use language to tell my daughter I'm, I'm going to cry now. I was trying to use language to express how much to my daughter I love her. And she doesn't deserve the words. She deserves the tears. So that's what happened. So when I'm trying to express love, I get frustrated with words. Love deserves to be expressed with tears. Oh, that's a that's very special. How old is your daughter now? She looks very little on videos. She's wow, she's only four. And you have yeah. more than one child? I have 14. 14 <laughs> kids. Wow. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of the, the part of about validating your manhood is producing children. I'm still making up for the, to try and uh, be here for them now. And it's working because I couldn't, I'm, I'm offering so much more wealth to them now. Before then, I produced them. But I definitely wasn't ready to be a father. I had no wisdom. I was a brute. I wasn't a child of good human beings or a good country. I was a child of a protocol that's based in brutality, that applauds brutality. There's a reason why Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor are millionaires, because we like brutality. There's a reason why we weren't just satisfied with boxing with, with big gloves on stuff like that it was only a matter of time before we go you know what smaller gloves and then elbows and then strangulation and then breaking limbs and you know the type of injuries that people get in mma we're desensitized to if you saw pictures like that when i was a kid of that amount of blood the other day there was a kid called no i'm not going to say his name there was a fighter and he did a flying knee into this other guy's forehead and crushed his forehead like a circular dent in the guy's cranium. Is that cranium? I didn't think you could do that to somebody's skull unless it was a hammer. And the only thing was discussed was what a magnificent blow. And then the, uh, th then the guy takes a selfie of, of himself for Instagram of the dent in his forehead with a smile. You know, that's where we're at. And I'm like, what is the difference between us now and when we were in diapers? Who devalued us to that, that point? Because, yeah, look, I've got a dent in my head. You know, you disfigured me. What would your mum think? My child walked in here and my daughter's obsessed with fighting. I don't think, it's not with violence. It's the movement of it she likes. The chess game. You know what I mean? But I'm never going to send her into a sport that encourages head blows. Especially when she's young. And when she's older, I would say... Why do you want to get hit with your head flying around the place like that? Why, why, do you, why would you want to do that and risk that? I think it's, a, in a way, I guess it's not unexpected that you, you really take care of your family as well as your friends and be that wisdom. Because, you know, when people are at the top, sometimes they don't think anything would happen to them. In a way, you know, many people are guilty of, oh, I'm young and healthy. You know, death is optional. And not even that is how we die <laughs> as well. well when, you got, when you got a full tank of petrol, if you look at young people, 
they put their foot down and they race. Watch them when the petrol gets low on the gauge. They drive more careful, right? Of course, they're young. They've got their foot down. They think the petrol is going to last forever. And when you're young, all you do is think about life because that's what you are, life. When you get older, you think about death because you can feel there's hardly any petrol in the tank. So you start conserving. It may be the fact that I'm just getting old, that I'm mellowing. It's not that I've chosen to be mellow. It's that I've got no choice. Right? And I hate that. I always used to say, you know, you see these images of Buddha, that he's a big fat guy. And I always say, what choice does he have but to be peaceful? Who the fuck can he be nasty to? Yeah, we've got no choice. I mean, is he really a good guy? If he was fit and had power, would he really be like that? Gandhi, you know? Oh, I want to be really peaceful. Fucking racist. But you know what I mean? I really want to be peaceful. But, well, you've got no choice. You're a stick. But my answer to that is that, you know, people say you're mellowed with age. I said, well, no, because I could still knock out a 25-year-old. My body is not 52. Trust me. I can still victimize most men. And I have more skills now. I can get the job done a lot quicker. So this is the choice to be good. Trust me. This is a choice to be a good person because it's logical. It's logical. And... Wouldn't I be a slave if I was still following the protocols of these motherfuckers that, that warped my behavior as an innocent child? I'd still be giving over my power to those unseen people to pull them, still pulling my strings. All those cruel people. I'm going to be like one of them suckers on death row going, yeah, you know, because I was abused at school. I abused everybody else. Those people are still pulling your strings. Now you're killing people in jail. And people are still, fuck that. I'm snipping. That shit's gone. I will see them people tomorrow and say, I'm not doing life in prison because of you. And I'm a happy person. And it's got nothing to do with you why I'm happy. Most of the people I went to school with look like a mess right now. And you know what would happen? My worst enemies, I'd probably have to consult (laughs) 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 on being healthy. Because they don't deserve me to even be bitter. Why do I want to carry that energy? I don't want to carry that. I feel it coming up in me because I'm full of those old programs. I haven't rewired my brain fully yet. I mean, the real divide needs to be healthy and unhealthy. That's all that matters. Healthy and unhealthy. Keep all your things. I don't care about your things. But I want you to be happy because you all ain't happy. I can ask you, I can ask your kidneys and it will, you can smile as much as you want and put all the shiny stuff on your face that says you're vibrant. You can do all that as much as you want, but your skin will tell me something else. Color of your toenails will tell me something else. Stick your tongue out and let me have a look at your tongue. You're not happy. I know. Now let me take care of that for you because once you start getting like that, then things will change. And when things change, you won't have any influence over little girls anymore. But the more I hate on you is the more you're going to do that shit to get me back. I don't want to hate on you. I don't want to love you either. I just want to guide you towards loving yourself. I'm the Trojan horse, man. I'm in the Trojan horse. I'm in the horse. I want to glide my way into all of these people's lives and show them just little ways of dis. You know, simple little reasons why you're behaving like assholes. Simple. There's no need for it. Trust me. You can keep all your stuff. 
just be healthy. How would you fix them? How would you, what would you say to them? First of all, you have to get into a discussion and let them tell you what they think happiness is and then prove to them with facts that they're not. So, so just say move, get, go in a squat position and stand up and tell me you didn't feel any pain, but you've got to stay there for five minutes. Just see if you can stay there for five. Just squat down, happy person. Let's just squat together. This is a simple thing that you were doing as a baby when you were playing all the time. And you're supposed to be new and improved and powerful now, right? So let's do that stuff you were doing when you were sitting in your diaper, playing with your bricks. Just squat down without raising your heels off the floor. Now let's stay here for five minutes and see who the superpower is. All right, you might manage five minutes. You might mask a little bit of pain. Now let's stand up fluently with grace. They probably won't even be able to get out of the position. And once we do that, and I go, is that I'm not arguing with you. You tell me now. Okay? And let's not eat for a day. And let's see if you can hold your super self together. See if you're not cranky. And see if you can still be intelligent. See if you don't make any spelling mistakes. See if you can hold your emotions together. Because if your food and your luxury and your money is doing all that for you, you should be able to not eat. Because isn't that the meaning of being having nutrients in your body? That when you don't eat, you don't give a fuck? I've got a friend called Bruce Leader. I mean, I've seen a documentary on Dorian Yates. They should never have done a documentary on Dorian Yates. They should have done it on this guy called Bruce Leader. Because this kid called Bruce Leader was completely natural and had a better anatomy in balance than Dorian Yates. Completely natural. Has become second. Never won a bodybuilding competition. Became second. I think he won a couple of minor ones. But some of the bigger ones, he's become second in his work, in his weight class. Everybody was on steroids. He was he was he was completely natural. And if you see this guy's physique, he lives in Australia, and he's he's a guy that that um really couldn't spell right. No disrespect to him, you know. What I mean, a lot happened to a lot of us because we had other issues when we were at school, and. There is a woman, I don't, I don't remember her name, but she'd done an experiment about racism, a white lady, and she'd been doing it since Martin Luther King days. <clears throat> she basically used the same attitude in a model form that society uses against people of color. But what she did, she said everybody with blue eyes and she put collars around their necks and then she, she put them in a separate room and she said everybody with brown eyes, now you've got to behave towards them in this manner which is what black people go through. And they brought the people with blue eyes in the room and everybody behaved towards them in that way, ignored them, spoke over them, ignored them. And for about 20 minutes, they were all professionals. And then she gave them simple tasks to do and they made spelling mistakes and they were, the brains didn't function. Why, what do you think happened to you after 400 years? That's why I always say that any person of color, anybody from that disenfranchised background because, you know, they say that Irish people were also indentured slaves or whatever, but the children weren't born into slavery. And when they finished their contracts, they were given their freedom. It's not, you can't compare. Black, black people's children were born into slavery. They were owned. Most of the medical research that was done on gynecology and whatever were done, was done on human beings because they just, you know, you, you think you own a rabbit so you can experiment on it. And this is facts. 
and like doing brain research and opening up with this hook implement, opening up the cranium of slave children and using black children for crocodile bait. Human beings. 20 minutes, you're making spelling mistakes. What about 400 years of that shit? And still today, you can't go to school. And if you walk in the wrong way or dress the wrong way, you may get shot by a police officer. You go to school and do your studies with that. And I always say that if a kid comes out with their diploma or even a master's, living in those environments with that, with, with those hippie health food stores going, fuck off, you can't afford it. And still coming out with a master's degree with all of that, the weight of that amount of study that you have to do to retain and that exasperated brain with all that stress. These people, that's natural zen. They must have natural zen. Yeah, with these, like, you know, I went off on a tangent as I do, but, you know, in answering your question, I would question your lifestyle has made your anatomy not be able to move. And they may just be smarmy about it and go, why, why do why I don't need to? I go in my chauffeur-driven car. I've got a personal trainer. What's the function of your body? I don't need to function. I walk around and turn around in the mirror, look at my false bum, take selfies all day. And I'm like, yeah, and you sound like the pillar of happiness. They may throw me out of the room. They can't keep me out of their head. Uh, yeah, man, the world needs better laws. Maybe then we'll be better off. I'm hoping that it comes, but it never does. I just want to be the man my dad never was. Uh, hear my music, it's all soul. Just got new grills and they all go. So I got that beef with the popo. They don't like my style, no, no, no. I don't really give a damn, I keep steering. Switch gears and the fans just keep cheering. No interceptions, no interference. I'm on an A-team, no Ed Sheeran. I'm headed for the stage, now they clearing. All the bad women in the building, man. There's bad women in the building. Let's get it started tonight. This one's on me. Let's go downtown tonight. One shot, two shots. I don't really know if I'm counting right. We drink it down so we can live it up. Why? Because you never know what tomorrow brings in this crazy life. Hey, this life, this life, this life, this life hey. And I'm thankful, even when they say I'm crazy to live Oh yeah, this baby life, this life, this so life, got. this life hey. So let's drink so got, yo. everything that we've been through Ain't nobody shutting it down the way I'm killing it When people are wealthy, what... You know, I, I happen also to know a number of people who are incredibly wealthy and I look at their children and all of them have issues because they assume the wealth will always be there. The support network will always be there. Everything they have will always be there. And it's not true. And I think, you know, happiness and it's based on sometimes is the ability to survive under any circumstance. Yeah. They know they don't have that. They know if they call it, not even the Uber, they don't have, even if you remove one single element, a chef, a personal trainer, you remove one thing out of their lives that the majority of the world don't have any of, they I think they will pieces. freak out. Yeah, they fall to pieces. Yeah. And it's a shame. They don't need to do that. Like I said, I'm not, sometimes, you know, I forget and I, and I use my language wrong. And it comes across like I don't like the people. I like people. I see people, everybody in diapers. A pedophile does the most heinous act 
on the planet. He was or she was a child. The act is a set of ideas and interactions that they've been going through that led them to that action. I hate the models that deform human beings. That's what I'm at war with. Those behaviors and protocols that have seeped into our behavior that we hang on to and call it culture, that ruins these cookie cutters that ruin the art, the flexibility and the fluidity of human beings. I'm at war with that. Now, first of all, I want to destroy its model and then I want to find it. And that's the only time I will let my violence go because it won't survive. But until then, I'll kill its model. It's poetry. I'll find it and I want to kill it. And it's running around the people's heads. And as long as that's only got the airwaves, it has that independent, you know, it's, it's controlling. All I can do is talk in the other ear and create the argument and walk away and trust that the heart and the immune system goes, that's the model we've been waiting for. And then start the, conf the conflict. Because right now, they're afraid of the, of the griots, the poets, so to speak. They have these, I have a beautiful cadence with my voice that you can't keep out of your head. I know the sound of my voice that I was born with. I was able to use my voice alone and convince somebody to give me everything they have when I was younger. Not women, not old women. I wasn't doing all that bullshit. Other combative males, usually drug dealers, would take their shit and throw their drugs away, but I took their money. And I was able to just talk to them and tell them that their life would end and convince them of that with my voice. And on the other part, when I wanted to have a female, I was able to make her talk, just talk, and she would slide her knickers off. So I know it's a gift. Now, that voice sound that I've got that people just go, you have a beautiful sounding voice. And the way you cuddle words and deliver them is my gift. My, my school is doing the voiceovers. You know what I mean? I've got like these billion dollar companies going, please put your voice on our product. Otherwise we won't be able to pay our bills. I understand why advertising likes me. I don't advertise. I would never, ever give my talents for alcohol or bullshit food. I do it for clothing. People need clothes. Most people exaggerate their product. And there's something in, in my voice that they want to use because I sound sincere. I sound real. And that's where I went to school. And when I saw these people falling all over themselves, I've been grown men when I'm in the vocal booth, jumping up and down in the room because I've nailed their commercial because they're like, we're going to get paid. I get it because these people have a global market and they've just shown me that I've got a global voice. But they, nobody owns me. Nobody, you can't control me. So I can use this voice for who I want. And now I'm using it for the poor people. And that's every human being on the planet who is not living in the rainforest and knows that leaf does this for my kidneys, that one does that for my heart. Look at the absurdity of this. 
We don't know how to sequence our food, when to take it and with what to take it. So you eat a burger, right? And then you drink a cold drink. You know what you've just done to the fats? You've turned them into rubber in your gut. Ever seen oils or whatever drop into cold water? What happens to them? You just pour this cold drink on top of that. And then what happens is you eat meat and then you have afterwards, you go, oh, I'm going to have a dessert. And you have fruit, fruit ferments. So now it's sitting on top of the meat, fermenting. Now it's fermented the meat. So your whole food, because of the order that you ate it in, is now poisoning your anatomy. Absolutely poisoning it. If you would have eaten the fruit first, you would have prepared your stomach for the meat or whatever or the fats that you're eating. Are you a vegetarian by chance? No, I'm not. No, uh-huh. You do eat meat, but just the order and sort of how you I'm, structure. I'm, I'm, falling, I'm falling out of love with it, to tell you the truth, because of, you know, um, because of how it just feels like concrete in, <laughs> in my guts. You know, I love, I, li- I like to flow. So, I, so I'm really in love with a fruit, almost fruitarian diet mixed with herbs. So I get my minerals and stuff from the merengue and, 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 the herbs and stuff like that. And I don't, I think also the same thing I feel about the meat in my gut. I feel the same way about vegetables. They're just hard to digest. I don't have pot belly like a gorilla or mile long intestines like a cow to properly process that stuff. Juicing it, I think is better for you because then it's semi-digested by the juicer. I'm so glad I asked that question because you're uh, given how much, considering how much you've gone through, you've aged very well. And, you know, once you're into fitness, I'm very into martial arts. I've been practicing Taekwondo, Kung Fu for uh, 15, 16 years of my life. And Crazy. you look, oh, yeah, it's a, I'm a, I'm a black belt. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's about, people always say, what does that mean? And uh, people who don't stay, do martial stay, stay a white belt, you'll keep improving. Uh, exactly. So I think, that's how I feel, you know, when I started, when I was much younger, 18, 19, getting a new belt was all I wanted, but that changed. Now it's like, well, what was the point for me to go for a third degree if I'm, you know, happy with who I am, what I'm still learning? You know, I'm not an eight-year-old. I don't need an indication or certificate to tell me who I am. And I know you're a street fighter too, so which is, you know, the real, that's why I'm trying to... I don't, uh, fight. I don't fight anymore. I move. If somebody comes to me and says to me their child wants to fight, you need to take that out of the child's vocabulary. You don't want them to even dis- even discuss what that word means. Leave them with love, play, fight. Forget that energy. Move when somebody wants to fight you. There's a difference. Let other people fight. You move. Let them fight. We don't fight. I move. That's a martial artist. People that fight end up in a fight, their technique's wrong. If you end up in a fight, you're in a controlled situation where you can't move properly or there's something wrong with your technique. You should never be fighting. Fighting is when you're feeling desperate and you're you're threatened. I move. Even if you're hitting me, I still regard it as movement. I used to fight. You had to. In a way, right? Sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I did it for the chair because, yeah, I did it. Had to is the right word. I had to because I was messed up emotionally and needed these cheap, accessible 
things to validate myself and form some sort of sense of strength and personality and be a male. I love what you said about everybody can start a fight, but how many people can actually finish it? Ninety-nine <laughs> percent of them can't. Right. Ninety-nine percent of them can't. They didn't. Who leaves their? You have to intention allows you to go the distance. Who go, leaves their house and goes? If one of my eyebrows pops out and he kicks my teeth down my throat and I feel I've got a broken jaw, after that I'm going to do this and this and this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Who even thinks about that? Me. I think about that because that's happened to me. So don't fight me because I'm willing to go there. Please, don't fight me or anybody like me. Now, and you're lucky that I've got these. There are people that like me that don't have the beware of the dog sign on their face. Be careful. I'm in the gyms with them every day. And they're, the, they're wonderful, fresh-faced, quiet, gentle boys who are all in a team and say us to their trainer who would tear you a new asshole. <laughs> so true. You know what I mean? Don't and underestimate people. I teach in my Taekwondo school. Yeah, the little girls, I mean, there are a couple of girls, a couple of Indian girls and a couple of other white girls just so there. I mean, the black girls are the toughest, but they're just a couple of from every, you know, every group. It just, they're phenomenal. And I love during sparring, you call out one of the girls' name and all the boys are starting to look down and say, not me. And then somebody a boy gets called out and he's like, oh, he's so upset. What you just said, let's discuss that. Where you said black girls, white girls. How about we change that to, yeah, it's strange, huh? Black girl, white girl, nationality. Nationality. India. Yeah, true. But let's, what if we change that to black body, white body, uh-huh. brown body, yellow body, mm-hmm. but all girls. All girls. Yeah. Not specific. Yeah types of girls, just types of bodies. It's not like people hate black people. They hate black bodies. There's a difference. They hate black bodies. Now we can discuss. When you start going people, that argument is a bottomless pit. There's a lot of conjecture. I don't like it because I think he's going to be like this and I think he's going to be like that. That's, That's your imagination. You know nothing about this person. What you don't like is the body, that shade of body. Let's discuss why you don't like it. Okay, that, that might be valid, but now I'm going to give you some information about why that body is like that and why that body being like that is actually beneficial to you. 
you know why? Because they're your grandparents, and if they didn't have that body, you wouldn't fucking be here. Racism is something that never made sense to me. You know, growing up, I grew up in Beijing, China, and where the majority of the population are 100% Chinese. And then I came here when I was just a teenager. And to me, there was, we were ingrained the part of the culture, America, are filled with immigrants. And I must say that when I got here, it was very different because people were very accepting. You know, I think some of my friends who went to study, including there were a lot of Chinese people who went to a study in England, um, some chose to study in France and Germany. I think their experiences were quite different than mine, whereas people don't, people who are from those countries, those bodies feel like they, they've belonged there for a very long time versus, you know, in the U.S., at least where I'm where I'm living right now in Massachusetts, you know, New York, this area, to be quite honest, I really have not experienced much of racism uh, at all. But with one scenario when I was at work, and that was nasty, something I'll never forget, but just that one time. Um, but in general, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, in a country like this, I don't think it should exist anywhere, you know. But at the same time, I feel like I'm rejecting that idea, and therefore I find it that it's hard to process. What is racism? I mean, an ism or an ist is a specialist, right? An ist, like a scientist, right? So you're specializing in race. Specializing in race doesn't hurt anybody. It's the prejudice that hurts people. Being an expert in your, in your particular race, it's not a problem. I know this is how I operate. Race. What the fuck is that even? You know, there's one race, humans. See, this is where we get fucked up using their their word magic because it doesn't make any sense. Racism doesn't make any sense to me. If I say it, I'm making it real. It's not real. And this is what I, this is why I need to learn to fight. I don't need to take on these terms. There are people with prejudged ideas. So I'm not going to talk from the, about racism. That's their model. I'm going to talk about and keep it real open. There are nervous systems that have prejudged negative ideas about other bodies that don't look like theirs. And they're usually all based on, on fear. Now, my question is, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid you're going to starve if you let that person eat the same quality of food as you? Why are you afraid of the even playing field? Why do you think even if that person is more powerful than you at a particular thing, that it's not going to be anything more than, I can climb this tree, so I'll get your coconuts. Do you know what I mean? Why do you think that you're going to go climb the tree and I'm going to kick them all? Why, do you, why are you thinking like that? You don't know me. Why do you think... If I end up having more talent than you at helping your children have a future, which means that my ideas, you're going to have to abide by for a while because I've discovered something because I've taken more time in discovering this thing than you, that I'm going to keep it to me and only benefit my kids and starve yours. What makes you think that I'm going to do that to you? Other than the fact you've got three fingers pointing back as your index fingers pointing towards me. Because you think I'm like you? I'm not made of the same stuff as you. 
I'm not particular to anybody. Don't care what color it is. It's beneficial for all of us that all of us are healthy and not afraid. And that starts with sorting out the sewage system so the nervous system is not on some fight or flee shit. I don't think I should be shot in the head for that. I know a lot of people are going to lose money if we're happy. It's not my intent to attack anybody's pocket. You're all creative. Find something, some, some other way to make money. But, you know, I know it's all about copyright. You know, if I'm telling you just all you need to do is eat some fruit and the particular herbs that, you know, eat dandelions, you know, and, and, and stuff like that to let your glands start working better again, you can't copyright that. So you can't corner the market. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's true. And no, I, I love talking about food and health because, you know, I think many of us, unfortunately, people even in their 20s and 30s, they just got all this junk in the system and they care. It doesn't matter how beautiful their bodies might look. You yeah. know, I even question some of those people with perfect bodies. And Yeah, but the fact that, the fact that they have to keep going and maintaining it because as soon as they, as soon as they stop, it wants to tell the truth. Everything goes like this. My abs are gone after a week. Yeah, how did that happen? How much do you? How much information do you consume, and where do you consume them? You seem to know a lot about a lot of things. I- yeah, I don't know. Somebody said to me the other day that if we speak to you about a subject, you seem you would come across like that's all you've ever studied. Like you're a master of that subject. And then you change the subject and ask you about another subject and you know about that subject as much as the last one we asked you about. <laughs> I think looking for answers was the, re- was the reason why I consumed so much stuff. But sometimes I'm known, I, I'm, I can sit in front of the internet probably at least about 15 hours a day consuming information. And I can watch a lecture for four hours, no sweat, you know, and I can just sit and watch. And I, and I have a way of just like dissecting the bullshit. But really, it's all really simple. But you know, the, the only thing that bugs me is that everybody's up to something. That's so beautiful. You're curious. You're not trying to limit what you consume to just a specific category or you follow a specific person. But you sort of open up your mind and starting with what I think not only the most basic, but also the most important, which is your body, your mind. And without that, there's nothing you can do. I mean, there's nothing you can do or even any decisions you can make at a hospital, So, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. It's very true. I'm just so happy to hear you talk because rarely you come across people you've known sometimes your entire life and you sit there and thinking, please, just for once, just tell the truth. Just tell me how you actually feel. And we have never met in person. And all I've ever consumed so far are your poetry, your videos, and uh, you just come across as super transparent. Like, you know, almost like a baby. You look at the content and you know it's pure. Because I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid what you think about what I think. So I don't need to edit myself. Or give you what I think you'll like. I couldn't give a shit. I'm not, if you don't like me, you must be a, what am I doing wrong to anybody? I just want to drink some clean water, eat some fruit and move. I feel so grateful uh, for what you're doing 
for the people around you and for people beyond and especially people in need. Um, so thank you so much, Johnny. I will, I'll be in touch. All right, peace. Peace. Bye. I've had mine and it's the only thing that I've been working toward. And I built it from the floor. Y'all don't seem to help no more. CSR the movement because the internet's what opened doors. Hi there, it's me again. I want to thank you very much for listening to this episode. And I hope you were able to learn a few things. If you enjoy what you heard, it will be hugely helpful if you could subscribe to the Face World podcast. It literally takes seconds. If you're on your mobile phone, just search for Phase World Podcast in the podcast app on iPhone or an Android app such as Podcast Addict and click subscribe. All new episodes will be delivered to you automatically. Thanks so much for your support. Means everything about to prove, come from anywhere and become anything that you can take whatever you love and make it everything. But we're part is bigger than us. We made it everything. You know it's because I wear my word like a wedding ring, sticking to my crave, put honesty above everything. Cause I ain't been perfect, but at least I got a purpose. And stars in my contact list with hippies and we merch shit. Conversations with the greatest. Can't wait to say I made it. Shouts to those who say I helped them get through hard times to my favorite. Shouts to channels that upload me and the Haters that can blow me And shaps that to a world and system You won't see control me Blogs that show me love And friends who love what we does Everyone who sees us hitting the top Before it You're comes You're no hero So don't act like it And please don't treat me Like I'm your sidekick Cause I